Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey guys, it's it's Dave DeVito. Um, I'm just coming here to say uh, that I love the Fallout app, and I would like to tell you about the service that they use to make this podcast. It's called Anchor. The best thing about Anchor is it's free. You don't have to pay anything. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Now, you can even add songs from Spotify directly to the episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can now make money for your podcast with very little, uh, minimum, little, little, little listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks, guys. Your attention, please. Your attention, please. This is your official civil defense broadcaster. One of the greatest threats would be radioactive fallout. Uranium fever. Where fallout is heaviest, it can even kill those who have not taken proper shelter. Broadcasting deep underground in a questionably constructed survivalist bunker is Dave Chaffins and Kenneth Vigue, and your host as always, Mr. Robots. This episode of the Fallout Hub is brought to you by the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Open enrollment for advanced robotics courses starts now. Totally nothing sketchy going on. Nope, not at all. So, uh, Dave, we've got we've got some really cool stuff to go over today because it is we're coming to the end of this season of 76. The adventure is ending. We've got a new adventure beginning. We've got some really cool stuff to go over about Wendigos and all sorts of things. What do we have? What do we have on the docket? Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is your Charleston Herald. And for some reason, I always feel like dancing whenever we're about to do like a little topic change. And so mm-hmm. I hope that the video and live versions of this enjoy the little dance that I do before we start. 
We have taught. He him does the Charleston, now. which is awesome because he's the Charleston Herald. Charleston and Charleston, Charleston, made in Carolina. Oh, that's true. That's funny because I live in Charleston, and it's funny because when I moved here and I was like, I'm moving to Charleston, people were like, Oh, you'll love the beach. <laughs> oh, the beach, beach, the West Virginia beach. There's just a river. Anyways, I want to talk to you all. This week we're going to play a game. You know, I'm a master of games. I'm. A, look at these hands. You we call you the game master. Uh, just for anybody who doesn't know, behind the scenes when we're not on camera, we just call I him make, the game master. We also call him Jazz Hands Dave. Yeah, it's Jazz Hands, the game master. Those are kind of the, you know, around, around the vault. That's just, hey, hey, game master, where's the sauce? Yeah, that's, I said that this morning when I was looking for the sauce. Go on, Dave. That's exactly what happened. You're telling telling straight truths. This week, I want to play a game with you all. Let's play a game. The new season called Armor Aces. Uh, and there's like a little fun word in the Power Patrol. When I read that first, it, I, I read Armor Aces and the Paw Patrol, which I was like, oh, mm-hmm. crossover mm-hmm. event. That's crossover event. Pups. Um, pups to the rescue. Pups to the rescue. Uh, my nephews are, would probably jump up and down about that. Uh, I want to take you through each of the week's rewards, and I encourage everyone at home. This is going to be a multifaceted approach. I want you to pull up the ranks. Your britches. On, uh, pull up your britches first, and then go to the seasons page of the Bethesda.net area, and there's going to be a list of all the rewards that you can earn in this season of Armor Aces. I'm going to mess mm-hmm. up this title because I'm not quite used to it yet. Mm-hmm. We're going to rank. Uh, we're going to start through each section of 10. We're going to pick our favorite from the 10, and then we're going to move on to the next 10. And then finally, after we get 10 contestants together, we're going to pick our favorite, and we're going to do it as fast as lightning. Snippy snap. So let's all turn, turn your books, please, to page one, where we're ranking the rewards one through 10 of the new Armor Aces season. What is your favorite? Ooh. I'm looking right now here. I'm sharing it in, in the Twitch chat too, so people can see the page. I in your car, just imagine it. Just imagine. so rewards one through ten. I like the wood log door. I'm a fan of the weight bench. <laughs> it's, it sounds like when someone's like, just say something immediately. Says first thing that comes to mind. Just make a sentence up. I like the weight bench. I love lamp. I love lamp. Brick. <laughs> yeah, the the wood log door looks really cool. Like you've got like the end of all these circular pieces of wood uh, on a door. It looks very seventies. I'm digging it. Yeah, I, see it. I see it. I wonder if we can like tell how old the trees are. I can't tell from you this count thing. the rings. Yeah. Ask yeah, the Lorax. So, ask the Lorax. All right. Why do you like the weight the weight bench, Dave? Uh, I really like fitness. Um, You're all about bulking up. I mean, I'm just look at him. Bulking up. And mm-hmm. let me tell you something. Strength skill is 15. Got to tell you. Got to get that equipment. I'm not sure mm-hmm. how that affects it. Probably doesn't. But, you know, what? if you just roll up to a camp and somebody's lifting weights. I that's mean, intimidating. That's yeah. intimidating AF. What are going to do next? Yeah, that guy could probably punch you. That's true. Because he has muscles. Ken, what do you think is your favorite? Do One I have to ten. pick just one just one then it's gonna it's have hard. to be the weight bench as well uh because Man, you guys it, are fitness gurus with today. it i'll finally be able to build uh, a reasonable vault 69 gym ah yes you're 
you're a resident monster, um, Kenneth. Yes. I did yeah, actually. Chad, uh, Chad for sure is all about the weight bench. Yeah. I did. Uh, at one point in time, I built an earlier version of that, and I had to try and invent a weight bench. So I used one of the long wooden benches and then hovering conduit, and then I just put two clocks on the end of it, and that actually kind of worked. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to imagine this, yes. We will lift time. Time will be lifted above our heads. Mm-hmm. All right, we've got a bunch to get through. Let's let's uh, let's speed this up because he said lickety, lickety split. All right, 11 through 20. 11 through 20, what do you think? Uh, I'm saying ship in a bottle. Ship in a bottle for me too. Ship in a bottle Two for, for ship in a bottle. Yep. Three for ship in the bottle. Definitely. Third ship in the wow, bottle wins. That was so quick. And now we're on to the next one. The next one, uh, foosball table. Easy. Yeah, foosball Ooh. table. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah, foosball table is pretty good here. Uh, I'm going to go with that as well. Although it's not a mini game, and I wish it was a mini game. how cool it freaking be. I'm going to get some Red Dead some Red Dead Redemption stuff where you get to like play poker yeah. and like knives and stuff. What if we could play foosball? I want to I want to play foosball against people in Fallout 76 for sure. I'm going to hit pause for a second and ask you guys a question. Whoa. Do either of you get excited about weapon or armor paints at all? I know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like having some some options. Yeah, for sure. Dave's like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm with you, Dave. I don't get as excited with those as I do new camp items. Yeah, I, I like I, playing dress up. It, it, it's different. Like, I like a, a good like I'm I'm a snob when it comes to this stuff. So like, it kind of has to be in universe for me. Like something that dramas, dra- dramatically. That's cool. Dram- dramatically. The word of the day is dramatically. Um, <laughs> dramatically was an ancient Greek hero. He was. He, was, he, pulled, he got a case of dram and pulled it up the his testicles. Anyways, wow. Uh, the, that was t- testicles was his, his sidekick. Sidekick, yes, it was. Missed opportunity <laughs> to name our Mister Handy testicles. Oh, oh dude. Oh man, Mister Testicles. <laughs> Uh, I don't like a, 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 a weapon paint unless it's like super duper, like, if it looks like a pipe weapon, essentially, you know? Hmm. If it looks hmm. like something that is in-universe, I like it, that's like drastically different. But otherwise, no, I'm not I'm not a fan. See, I'm, I'm not super into the camp building stuff. I like it, I appreciate it, but if I can just put on a paint on an armor when I'm fixing it up on my bench and look different and feel cool about it, then I'm all about it. That, that sounds cool to me. Uh, moving on. Foosball table is the winner of that. We're going to go to rank 31 through 40. Mm. Of options. Mm. All right. I'm looking at them. Mm. I'm going to go off the top of my head here and say uh, legendary script times 100 because I need some more of that. That's, uh, That's pretty solid. That's what I need. It's pretty solid get. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've got the officer's gas mask, which is intimidating and scary. We've got a lot of shiny stuff going on here, like the subjugator player icon and the power ace power armor excavator paint. Yeah. I could use some new excavator paint. I think I'll go with that one. I'm going to pick the army base floor and foundation. I think we're, we're maybe just a little bit closer uh, to the cool kind of um, enclave base layouts that we had yeah. in Fallout 3. Remember with uh, the shape of, of those hallways, and I would love to be able to build an enclave base. That would be awesome. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I, the picture doesn't do it justice, I would say. No. Um, 
I, I can imagine it being something cooler. So I, I'm down to change my vote. You've convinced me. It was very hard and arduous <laughs> process, but you've convinced me, sir. Solid, solid. All right, let's move on to 41 to 50. What do you guys think? I, I have a guess of which is going to be the clear winner on this one. Does anyone oh, not oh, want yeah. the train set? Train set. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The train set. West Virginia electric train set. This thing looks amazing. Look at that. Yeah, you've got the Capitol. You've got the New River Gorge Bridge. What else? Oh, you dude. You have dude. The, the river that runs through it. Yeah, I live right beside. I mean, this is like a train set for my neighborhood, you know? Yeah, Dave is in the train. I see you. If, if you enlarge the image, Dave is right there. If you zoom in. He's swimming in the river. You can get it. That's weird. Yeah, train set is obvious winner. Moving on. Uh, red, the red vape, red viper robot armor paint is pretty cool too. It's pretty cool. It's cool. The red cool. viper right, fatigues look a little bit like a conductor's uniform, or not a uh, engineer's uniform for a train a little bit. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, mm. I can see that. I can mm. see that. All right, fifty-one to sixty. Uh let's see here. I'm curious what the watching you emote is. Ooh, you think it's like the whole like two eyes, like, it's like he has I'm the boss now? Like, uh, yeah, I think it's. <laughs> yes, maybe, maybe so that. Meet the parents, right? Mm. Or maybe mm. we have like an an anime like red uh, banded circle that moves around behind us, like we're in an anime still. Yeah, mm -hmm. like just mm -hmm. like that. So I like the uh, rusty bucket hammer for the super sledge. That's kind of fun. Yeah. That's kind of fun. I like turning super sledges into ridiculous things that you're wielding on a stick. I think that's great. So what are, what's the consensus? Ken, do you have a favorite? It's going to be the watching you emote. Mm. Watching Dave, emote. are you going with that too? I'm going with that. I, I'm not sure what it is, but I can only imagine, you know, the this is where like less information is probably better for its standings and i'm <laughs> i'm curious i'm all right no, uh, 61 to 70. What do you all right uh, let's see. I, uh, so i'm going i'm going first on this one the brick house player icon is where it's at look at that dude that is an american right there he's looking pretty tight he's up is that i think he's even got a cigarette in his mouth Oh, smoking's bad, man. It's, not it's bad. It's bad. He's like a, an 80s action hero who he doesn't give a, you know, like he's yeah. a bad like, mother um, trucker. Black dynamite. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he is like he is saving our freedoms and definitely living out his own freedoms at the same time, even if it costs him his health. Mm. Don't smoke, kids. Don't smoke. I like this armor ace shooting galleries. I always I think that's kind of cool. It looks like a carnival. I'm with you. you. I, yeah, that's that's exactly what I want. Feels like Bioshock Infinite, you know? Yeah. Kind of feels like that, like weird, like carnival aesthetic. I like that. All right, seventy-one to eighty. Ooh, ooh. Loading, loading. I'm gonna pick the same one as Tom. I am too. <laughs> the Brotherhood of Steel Field Station. What a yep. what a throwback that when I saw that I was like you have to be kidding me. That is amazing. It's like a little bunker, yeah. and it looks like it's direct. It's straight out of like Fallout One or something. Yep, it is amazing. That's probably the best looking of the prefabs that I've seen. That's probably my favorite of any of the pre prefab agree. stuff that I. Very cool. All right, eighty-one to ninety. Ah, uh, oh, there's. 
Uh, there's some choices here. Uh, the, I kind of like that Red Viper Secret Service armor. Yeah, that one's that one's cool. Uh, armor Ace backpack's pretty cool. Armor Ace jetpack, even cooler. Mind blown emote. I think I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pull a Dave here and go with that one because I don't know what that actually looks like in the game, but I hope it looks like your brain your brain explodes because that would be yeah, great. Yeah, that's the one I want. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that one's a lot. All right, for this last one, should we continue? Should we use uh, 91 through 99 plus 100? Yeah, plus 100. Or should we do 100 is like five things individually. So maybe we should do these separate. All right, so 91 through 99. Greenhouse. Tank helmet. Tank helmet. Greenhouse set. Greenhouse set. Uh, I really like that subjugator outfit, though. That's like... Subjugator mask, subjugator outfit. But okay, that's yeah. pretty intense. Separately, no. Like, separately, that's unexciting. Like, that you have to, like, oh, you get the mask, but then you got to go. Like, you should just get both yeah but that greenhouse set people been wanting that that's like a people been craving some greenhouse set craving that greenhouse set i love the tank helmet though that's pretty cool yeah it is that's pretty cool i think captain robots might have to wear that for a little while all right 100 we have let's just call them all out here so everybody can uh envision these in their minds we have the armor ace eagle stein which if you don't know what a Stein is, it's a really fancy drinking mug from like Germany. But this one has an eagle head on the top with an American flag on it. Uh, 500 atoms, not too shabby. Armor Ace game board, very cool. You can put that up in your house. The Ace full assault player icon, which is a American power armor uh, icon. And then the Ace full armor or full assault power armor paint, which is the same one that's in the uh, icon. What do you guys think? I'm going for the game board. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too. Bo I've seen this power armor paint, and I'm. I'm not too. It's too nice. I, it's too I nice. People. It is pristine. It looks like it has not even been. You know, like you haven't even walked through some bushes or something. Like there's no scratch on it. Right. That's my whole thing, and maybe that's that's my like own opinion aesthetics. It's like I like to look like a beat up piece of trash, like a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> and, and, I mean, I, that's same thing for real life as well. Um, oh, all right. So, uh, yeah, the game board or the Stein. The Stein. I like the really Steins. Cool. I just like the, I just like the, the Steins. Are cool. Really it's yeah, like commemorative pieces. You know, it's like it's like your pins when you go to. Uh, the Olympics or Disney World or wherever you gotta collect them all, you know. Pokemon. Yeah, like like Pokemon. Mm, gotta catch them all. All right. Hey, I'm going with Stein. Stein. You gonna Stein. you doing that? Stein, 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 Stein game board. All right. So that's it. We would love to hear what you guys are excited about. So if you cool. jump in our Discord and let us know, that would be awesome. Let's pick our personal favorite out of all of these. We'll just do one for each. So um, I'm gonna pick my personal favorite. Uh, it's gonna be the Brotherhood of Steel prefab. Ooh, personal favorite. I'm looking back through them very quickly. I am going to choose the... Uh, I don't know yet. Uh, um, You know, that tank helmet, helmet is pretty cool. I, I really want the tank helmet. Cool. Yeah. Greenhouse for me. I can do a lot with that. Awesome. Very sauce. nice. This has been the game. How, this is the game. Everyone won today. This is a moment. 
This is, this is the game you play when you're in kindergarten and everybody wins. Everyone Yay. gets a sticker. All right. So what's next? How do we how do we think that the, this season compares to previous season as far as we're That's a good question. Um I don't know that I'm as much of a fan of this aesthetic as I am the previous one. Uh, but the stuff looks cool. Like, I, could, I totally get that some people are going to be really into this. For me, nah, eh. I mean, it's cool. It's it's the difference between, like, you know, if I out of a 10, I would have scored the last one like an 8. This one's like a 7. You know, it's just a little bit less exciting. Mm. Personally. Yeah, I agree with that as well. While um, I do like uh, the, the story concept behind Armor Ace, it's, it's a really... A uh, big nod to GI Joe, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is yeah. kind of cool. Uh, if you're an '80s kid and, and grew up with those, that was kind of an, an obvious uh, parallel. But um, aside from a few Cobra standout Cobra. items, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> aside for a few uh, standout items, um, I feel like we got more exciting camp stuff in the last one. I'm also a fan of. Um, creating seasons that are based on stuff that's Fallout lore related. Like, this armor race is completely new, which there's nothing bad about that, but Captain Cosmos is something that's been referenced in previous games, so it felt like a natural part of the world. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's just what I thought. Yeah, I want... I'm, I'm afraid that they're gonna do a bunch of, like, pre-war stuff and not have any, like, post-war. You know, like the stuff that, like, you can make a game around, like, you can have a cryptids board and have, oh, this is the Mothman section, and oh, this is the Wendigo section, and and theme your rewards around that, or, or have something like a Enclave, or just like straight up Brotherhood of Steel. Um, I'm more interested in that because those are kind of the cosmetics and the the items that I would want and I would feel more excited to work towards. I don't necessarily, I'm not excited to work towards anything that's armor ace themed. The most exciting thing for me, like I said, is, is the Brotherhood of Steel prefab. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I, I bet that they are, um, yeah, I mean, think about it. They probably have, I don't know, six or eight of these seasons kind of planned out. They're probably going to drop the more popular ones closer to bigger announcements and bigger releases. And so because we're kind of moving into this kind of in-between season, I have a feeling yeah. that's why why we're getting something that's a little bit newer, a little bit, you know, people didn't know to expect it, that kind of thing. But it also expands out the world too. You know, now we know about this armor ace thing and it's gonna be a thing that exists in Fallout now. So I would have cool loved too. to have seen a hubris comics one. I think yeah. that could have been a lot of fun, and there's there's so much there to build on. Right. Yeah. There's right. A, I've noticed since release, there's a real lack of Mistress of Mystery stuff, and I, I thought yeah, that was one of yes. the best quests in the game. Yes, it totally was. I, I I would be surprised if we don't get a whole one of these dedicated to the Mistress of Mystery. Yeah, because be uh, so think cool. of all of the really cool camp silver items, shroud. much less um, interesting items that you could have for weapon skins or some random new something that would be spy related that could be so oh, yeah. much fun oh yeah totally totally yeah. moving on thank you guys for talking about some seasons uh 
as far as news, there is a lack of news this week, uh, mostly because of the holiday week and all the stuff revolving around that. And you know what? We don't have to have news every single week. It's fine. This is fine. It's fine. This is fine. That's a very different kind of this is that. That's is fine. Yeah, that's what I post on Facebook every day. This is fine. fine. Yeah. <laughs> when I read other people's uh, posts. Anyway, well, question from the from the chat on the subject is, uh, what do you think if they released Huber, Hubris Comics IRL? That's from uh, Armatez. That would be cool. I, I don't comics? know. Yeah, hell yeah. I don't know how popular it would be, but as a kind of like limited run uh, kind of thing, you can pick up in the store for sure. Yeah, man. That'd be that'd be awesome. I'd love to have that on my desk. I think that's a cool idea. I'd seen someone uh, was on Deviant Art or Etsy um, actually created whole comics for each one of the characters with a proper mm-hmm. story um, based on some of the covers from previous games, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. That is cool. I'm yeah, have a link for that. Post. That I could I could imagine the community doing this too. You know, like if you. Like, I'm surprised. I haven't seen anything where somebody's like the continuing adventures of the Mistress of Mystery and they dress up in game and do like a machinima sort yeah. of thing. I'm surprised that, that, that hasn't that. happened. Yeah, they should. There should be like a, a player faction where it's like, like you have 5 0 and you have vultures and you have all these different player factions that are role playing and doing the machinimas. Mm-hmm. What if like you're just like walking around one day and it's like legitimately the uh, the Hebrews comics folks, whatever that. Yeah. Like, special name or what have you yeah yeah like show up and they're all in character that would be yeah cool. all four of them you know the silver shroud yeah like all together just like going on adventures and recording that and making it like a little you know youtube series or something that could yeah. totally be a thing in the podcast uh in the chad podcast this season where we're doing some fun stuff with both the mistress of mystery and the silver shroud cool yeah to be to be look forward to yeah. for sure Yes. Well, I guess we're, we're all vibing on the same ideas there. That's pretty awesome. All right, we're all on the same wavelength. It's like we know each other or something. We've been huh. this for a little bit. That's weird. Huh. That's huh. weird. Huh. So, so go on, Dave. We're diving into, we're having a deep dive here on something, yeah, right? Yeah, we're having, this is like a brand new segment. And, and, and I'm kind of pitching this as like, a, it's, it's a 101 and a little bit of lore and a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And I'm calling it a deep dive. And we're deep diving on one thing today. And my friends, it's the Wendigo. The Wendigo who? The Wendigo. So I <laughs> previously have called it a Wendigo. Um, really? A, um, or, I've heard yeah, that. Wendigo. Is that... Is that an accidental mispronunciation, or is there a thing called a Wendigo? No, it's it's a, an accidental pronunciation. It's a Wendigo. Wendigo. Because Cause a dingo is a thing. Because dingoes ain't my babies. Yeah, the Wendigo ain't my, <laughs> my baby. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the the joke. Um, I have I have famously mispronounced <laughs> that when I was doing Vault Boys. I got a, a reader email that was like, "There's one you? thing that you have done wrong. It's mispronounced." Windigo. So from here on out, I'm just letting people know that there is a correct way to pronounce it. And I'm probably mm-hmm. mispronouncing it, and we're probably going to get another email. Um, <laughs> moving on. We'll survive. We'll survive. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the lore of the Windigo. So as you know, uh, I, I can I can pull it. You know, it's like it's right here, um, and I'm pointing to it if you're in this. Right here on my little shelf. I've got a <laughs> okay. Degree. In, um, in cryptozoology. Uh, I don't feel like getting up and getting it because that would take a little too long. 
got a degree in cryptozoology, um, you know, that I got for 20 bucks and I took one test. Um, it took me about an hour to get. Uh, so I know a little bit about cryptids and a little bit about what, what they what they do. And so I want to talk a little bit about the lore of the Wendigo. So if you don't know, a Wendigo is uh, a, an actual creature. And I say that with it being not, you know, a, a 100% actual creature. Uh, this come from that comes from a Native American Algonquin uh, folklore. So there's this story, and it's it, the problem. The problem with a lot of this like old folklore stuff is it's passed down by generations and generations, and so all the details are different, um, and it changes from story to story. So in order to get it right, it's pretty general. Essentially, there was this guy that was a hunter, and he got lost, and it was during the really cold winter, and a intense hunger drove him to cannibalism where he ate his the members of his hunter, hunting party and after he ate the human flesh he became crazed and turned into a monster and began roaming the forest to eat more people awesome <laughs> there you go um, <laughs> so don't do that all this don't and more and scary stories to tell in the dark <laughs> <laughs> I think it's interesting because, like, you could you could really go into it and, and, and tell the story and 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 do it with flair, but when you look at it, 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 it teaches two things. I think. Um, yeah. First uh -huh. of all, don't go hunt alone. Like that's like we're talking <laughs> right? about survival, survival mechanics, and the reason that they're making all these stories is is don't don't go out in the winter and hunt alone. Uh, right. Because the Wendigo could eat you. Second of uh -huh. all. If you eat another person, you are a monster. Right. And you may also catch some sort of disease that rots your brain and makes you do crazy stuff, which could happen. Like eat more people. Yeah. Right. There's yeah. there's a lot of you know, stories are, especially in, in ye olden times, to uh, explain rules and, and teach life lessons. And I think that this is a pretty easy life lesson to understand is uh, mm -hmm. don't go mm -hmm. out in the brutally cold winter and hot alone if you, if you don't have to mm -hmm. without mm -hmm. you know proper gear and all that stuff. I'm sure people do. But also don't eat other people. Yeah. The the modern incarnation incarnation of this uh, comes from us from uh, Yo Gabba Gabba because they sing don't bite your friends. Don't bite your friends don't bite your friends don't bite your friends and anybody who has kids might recognize that mm. thank you yo gabba gabba thank you every time i go to my sisters i hear five monkeys jumping on the bed uh in other news uh wendigo psychosis is also a thing that that it's it's like a pseudoscience it's not exactly 100 percent like an actual psychosis thing but people believe that you can undergo some sort of mental transformation in which you believe that you need to eat human flesh. Like you just one day decide you're like, okay, I'm I'm undergoing psychosis, and now I I need to uh, I need to chow on some some abob over here. Yeah, Gary, come on over. I need a bite. Do you want some food? No, I, I'm gonna bite you. Yeah. Uh, kind of jump it around. There's some other works that uh, have Wendigos in them. Um, Particularly Stephen King's Pet Cemetery, I think, is probably the most famous Wendigo, where they go out to that hill and bury the, the pets, and it's the Wendigo <laughs> in the woods. Um, more commonly, I found that there's this book called uh, The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon, and so, no, it's not you, Tom Robots, it's Tom Gordon. Um, the Fisherman? Maybe. Yes. Hmm. Was it The Fisherman? 
The Gordon's fisherman. No, you had it right. The Tom Gordon was correct. <laughs> uh, so this featured a Wendigo living on the Appalachian. It was a problem. That, the problem with the story was that there was a Wendigo living on the Appalachian Trail, and I'd imagine that would be a problem for a few communities uh, uh-huh. that are out uh-huh. there on the Appalachian Trail. Yeah, especially uh, hikers. Particularly that, yeah, I would imagine so. Uh, <laughs> moving G- on gypsies. here, we've got Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> gypsies. The gypsies. It could, be, it could be a problem for those gypsies and staying gypsies out there. Yeah. Uh, Hannibal Lecter is another one that, uh, obviously, famous cannibal, the most uh-huh. revered cannibal. Um, as we know, if we've listened to uh, previous episodes of the Fallout Hub, uh, an answer that we can't guess when it comes to game shows is, is Hannibal Lecter. Uh, we're talking about things to eat with mysterious meats. <laughs> so the NBC show, which was very famous and had Mads Mikkelsen on it, and, it, and boy, is he, he's like hes like the most devilishly handsome-looking European gentleman I've ever seen. Um, in dream sequences, he's depicted as a Wendigo, and it's a guy with, like, weird skin and big horns on his head. Um, and that's the secret if, you, if you're w- watching it live, that's the secret motion for the Elves Club, so I'm sorry if I break into the... Uh... <laughs> well, um, there, there goes your membership. Yeah, oh, my no. membership, you know, is, <laughs> lapsed when I was 16. It's gone. Uh, what? Oh, oh, one of the things. Best cannibal joke? Are you ready for this? What did the I'm cannibal ready. say when he ate the clown? You read it in the notes, but I know. He said, that tastes funny. And that's why in Fallout 76... You have to wear the clown costume. All right. You're all, when you're like, why do I have to wear a clown costume and why does this kept keep on, quest keep popping? It's because what did the candle say when he ate the clown? That tastes funny. Oh my god, Ken just had a sound effect. That was a sound effect. That was amazing. Wow. All right. Uh, well, now that makes sense. Okay. There you go. Also, uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, highly underrated Halloween movie. <laughs> I'll need to, I don't think I've actually seen that one. I'll need to look it up this year because we're getting close to that season. So That's true. I always generate a list of Halloween movies to um, this year. I always put Young Frankenstein in there because it's just a great movie. That's it's not classic. scary at all. But it's just- oh, dude. Uh, what's his name is, is awesome. Um, um, the actor. Uh, Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman, yes. He's just great. It's not Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman's not in there. Gene Hackman. No, Gene. It's, uh, it's, uh, Tina Yothers. Uh, what is his name? Never mind. He's Willy Wonka. Um, yeah, that guy. Willy Wonka. In that movie. Willy Wonka <laughs> is such a good actor. Yes. So, moving back into Fallout 76 as we come from Gene Clowns and Willy Wonka. Wilder. I knew it was a gene. You're right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Hackman doesn't make any sense. All right. But in Fallout 76, there are regular Wendigos, um, which are essentially tall, slender creatures uh, that are usually, like, slouching or crouching. They have long limbs. They're, you know, Mm -hmm. very, um, they have long appendages. Um, So, in the game, are we supposed to associate them with ghouls? Are they some sort of weird mutation of a ghoul? Because they seem similar, and they're often like the like the Wendigo cave has a bunch of ghouls in it. They, as far as seventy six lore is concerned, they're completely different. Um, 
once you go to Bolton Greens, you learn a little bit about the story of the Gourmands. Um, and the tale that's told there is essentially the, the Gourmands turned to cannibalism. Um, and finally, the, the guy ended up eating his wife. He's the one that you end up battling in the cave. Mm-hmm. So, but... Uh, it's not that they just turned to cannibalism, therefore the cannibalism mutated them, right? Like in the world of Fallout, it's because of the the mutation that everybody's getting mutated, right? It's the radiation, it's the FEV, it's something like that. And it just happens that it happened in a different way? Well, also, them? there's that story. There's also another take that could uh, back up that assertion. If you listen to the tales from the West Virginia Hills the story about the Wendigo there is the father ends up getting irradiated uh, and dosed with some kind of chemical FEV concoction that causes him to mutate and eat his son. Right. See, and see, it seems like it's a, it's an offshoot of that, right? It's like you either mutate into a ghoul or maybe there's the rare case where you mutate into a Wendigo, but then as a Wendigo you become not just violent and crazy as like a you know, not a regular ghoul, but a, a, one of the crazy ones. But you then also want to consume human flesh? Like, this becomes a craving for you? Maybe? It seems... Well, I think what... And from what you said, Ken, is it like a... That one seems like a mix between super mutants and, and ghouls. It seems like that it's both FEV and the radiation. Because I don't think that... Are this, I don't think the super mutants are, are inherently irradiated, are they? Um, that's a good question. Yeah, I think the super mutants are just mutated. There's speculation in some places that the FEV got into the air, and that's why things like ghouls exist everywhere, is because it's a combination of uh, large amounts of radiation, either being near a nuclear blast or near residual radiation in the wasteland for too long, plus the FEV just working on everybody to some extent. Um, which is also why it's difficult to come across um, humans in the wasteland who aren't, uh, who are who are pure. That like um, like in Fallout Four, you come out of a vault and you're you're a pure human because you were in the vault during the the explosion. You, you never actually were out in the wasteland when the FEV got out or whatever. But uh, it, I don't know. Like I, I, parts of the lore feel like that maybe really isn't isn't a thing that the FEV is specific to vats and specific locations which means that for the most part if you are turned into a ghoul it's just the radiation and it has something to do with your genetic makeup that lends itself to going in that direction rather than dying um so i I don't know that it's clear from what i've read Mm. which is which is more accurate in the lore i'm not sure there seems to be hints of both i think they're just poor people that got their perk cards stuck Yeah, that's probably it. You pull they, from they that deck that, of... that cannibal card and uh, also that, that carnivore card, and you're screwed. <laughs> you could eat your sister. In in uh, in high school, they we watched this like weird documentary on like what would it be like if humans lived on the moon, if humans lived on Mars, and Wendigos kind of look like the representation of what we would look like if we lived on the moon. We would all be really skinny, and our like legs and arms would be really really long, and we would look gray. And essentially, like, we would just be able to fly because we're, we would be so light at that point and gravity wouldn't have that much of an effect. <laughs> so, I mean, huh. in my opinion, they could be moon people. You never know. If I could fly, I, I would be ready to shop at the big and tall store. 
<laughs> you'd be down for that life. I would be okay with that. This is some sort of goal for you. <laughs> ah, the big and tall store. One At of last, these days, I'll I be able to fly. shop in you. <laughs> huh. All right. <laughs> well, Dave, um, I think it might be time to move on. I unless, think the kid unless has we have interesting it. Wendigo Colossus stuff. Any other thoughts on Wales? Can anything else? Yeah, and this is where we uh, dive deep into some interesting stuff. Um, so there has amongst content creators in the community at large become a tournament to end all tournament friends it is <laughs> going to be us versus the poor man known as Earl Williams and there is a friendly competition going now to see how quickly Earl Williams can be killed um, and it begs to question the the ideal builds weapons and perks to get that done so I talked to two people um, who've been really chipping away at the number of seconds to take him out. Um, the first person I talked to was uh, Danny in our group, and this is what he had to say. Um, so um, his build, I'm going to share in the chat, and it's also going to be in the notes here, but just so you see uh, what cards he's using specifically. Uh, cool. This is Danny's Earl... Killin' build. Earl killing build. Alright, that's... Let me, get, let me get that Earl killing. First, that's Danny's build. Um, so, strength, there's there's hardly anything in. He's uh, under perception, concentrated fire commando, expert commando, tank killer, master commando. Um, under endurance, chem fiend, and fireproof, which is super helpful for those embers. Uh, under charisma, tenderizer, strange in numbers, uh, under intelligence, uh, he has nerd rage maxed out. Um, now these last two for uh, agility and luck. Action boy and girl, sneak, covert operative, escape artist, Mr. Sandman. We're going to come back to that one because he said that one's really important. Adrenaline, that one's also super important. Under luck, better criticals, critical savvy, class freak, bloody mess, starts genes, and serendipity. Um so here's what he, he said about this. Sneak is paramount in this event. It's shared. So if uh, even one player enters danger, everyone's sneak multiplier breaks. Um, that, especially early on, if you can sneak and get critical shots on him, you take a, a, a chunk of his health. Mr. Sandman is also another important perk for speedruns. Suppressed weapons with sneak attack do plus 50% damage between 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. Um, now, his group of three, um, of which he's one, so he has two of us that he, that he runs it with, uh, the small guns, bobblehead, to give plus 20% ballistic damage, guns and bullets, three, uh, that magazine gives 30% critical damage, blight soup gives you a 40% critical damage with herbivore mutation multiplier, Ballistic Bach for 15% ballistic damage. Overdrive for another 15 cent critical damage. Psychotats for plus 25% damage. He said aim for the head, sneak, vats, hold space bar, and just light him up. Um, <laughs> just light him up. With, with he and two others, uh, he killed Earl with absolutely no hacks. He shot the whole thing so you can see it. Um, and we'll share this link too in 12 seconds. Uh, Jeez. Which is just Jeez. insane. 
Uh, yeah, so I've joined Tuniversal on his stream uh, the last few days, and uh, during the mornings, and he and a group go and, and usually farm farm some Earl, farm up some Earl, and I've joined him, and I was uh, fortunate enough to be part of the group when they beat their personal record of 42 seconds. So, holy crap, that's a lot faster. That's, yeah, it's insane. Um, he also attempted to solo Earl, um, just by himself, he was able to kill Earl in 42 seconds. Um, yeah, that's crazy. This was an entire group of people just shooting all together. Um, yeah. A few other tips that he said. Adrenaline can be replaced with anything really in speedruns. It won't get a chance to work if you don't shoot any Wendigos. Strange in numbers won't work in solo unless you team up and you're the only one that runs it. Replace suppressor or something uh, if you need to. Builds can be very flexible. Perks can be swapped in or out depending on the conditions and depending on your build um, they now here's weapons wise the B2525 fixer um, is really a god killer weapon and that's pretty much all that they use and then they also stack on top of that AP refresh unyielding armor um, but really it's, hmm. it's stacking those buffs um, not just for him but for the queen as well is is amazing to really chew up um Another uh, build comes from Tier, who's a content creator on YouTube. Um, he, I'm going to share his build now, of which there are two. Um, he's created one specifically uh, for the B2525 fixer that's a little bit different from Danny's. So this is Tier's B2525 fixer build. And there's that one in chat. Um, and then he also did, and I need to try this out because uh, melee-wise, I have a really hard time with with Earl. Um, so this is Tyr's melee build. Uh, and I'm going to attempt to do oh, this. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. because I... Yeah. Uh, my melee build sucks at the Queen and Earl so bad, so I'm clearly doing something wrong. Um, so I'm going to try and, and figure out what that is. Um, oh, he, wow. Iron Fist. All right. Go, sorry. Go on. I'm yeah. surprised by that. He says that it heavily relies, uh, like Danny said, it's all about stealth um, in the majority of our OP aspect comes from since he, Earl can't detect us, he can't hurt. And since we don't have to worry about being hurt, we can focus on critical spamming for extra damage with the commando and then just power attacking with melee. Um, so even if you have a few of you running commando with B2525 fixers and then someone hopping around in melee, um, you can Dave's run running commando down. right now. <laughs> we only shoot, huh? from, we shoot from the waist up. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tyr also said it's uh, not all reliant on your build, though, so don't worry about respecting a character just to kill Earl. Uh, but you need good gear and armor that synergizes well with the playstyle. Um, equip asbestos lining. This is the thing that we talked about last week, where um, add the asbestos lining to your armor. It's critically underutilized, but once you turn that on, like me, you won't be creamed anymore by those flaming falling embers that just kill you way too quickly. Um, mm -hmm. Another interesting tip that Tyr said is to carry a bloatfly syringer to shoot the Wendigos at the starting cave to max out adrenaline to get extra damage. So using that, uh, you take out some of the, the Wendigos, you build up your adrenaline, and then you go after Earl. Um, he also said using life-saving armor, a full set, jump down from the top of the cavern straight down 
to uh, hurt yourself and then get huh. uh, revived by activating Revenant, that gives you an extra damage burst as well. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, there's okay. a whole science. Yeah. He said Earl will actually never detect you no matter how close you are to him if you're a good stealth character. If his back is turned to you, so if you're melee, uh, keep rotating around him so he can't see you. That's what I do, and uh, I started to do a little bit better doing that. Um, he wow. also said basically unless you're using those bullshit magic weapons, heavy gunners are useless on Earl. Pistols are atrocious unless you have an automatic pixel build, but he said uh, B25, 25, 10mm pistol works well. Shotguns um, aren't that great on him. The only viable plays are stealth commando and stealth melee. Hmm. Well, there you uh, go. And then as a one final thought, they said uh, the absolute best way to solo Earl is just to walk over to him and drop your gun. He prefers guns with atomic shot paint, especially easy zero second solo, and it works 100% of the time. <laughs> what? It's <laughs> a joke. <laughs> Oh, man. You drop that atomic sure. shot paint, and uh, Earl gets offended. <laughs> yeah, I've got some thoughts. I've got some, some thoughts. Okay, these people are out here. They're trying to be sprinters, right? They're they're out here. They're trying to Usain Bolt this. I'm out here. <laughs> I'm, like, trying to marathon this, and I just get in there with power armor and a heavy gun on a junkie's build and just sit there and grind them out. And as long as I've got ammo and stim packs... There's no, you don't die. You just, you, you're old faithful. You're down there. Listen, it's like buying a <laughs> microwave or no, no, no. Buying a refrigerator from the 60s. Listen, uh-huh. these people can get in there with their Mustangs and Corvettes and they can just shoot off, you know, zero to 60 in three seconds. Like they're riding the rock and roller coaster at the Disney World. I get in there and I'm just like the refrigerator. I just keep on ticking. Mm-hmm. Chicken, yeah. Chicken. People are down. They go over there, revive them. You just. I mean, like, sometimes I you just bring your grocery gator. Grocery gator is going to fit everything all in the car. Yeah, you take that instead. Who needs a Who needs a Camaro when you got a grocery gator? Exactly. So I just go in there. <laughs> I'll go in there. Ninja Star. Uh, that's a YouTube bro. Uh, <laughs> I go in there. Ninja Star. Um, I go in there and just wear power armor. Just get my uh, my junkies minigun or uh, junkies Gatling plasma or junkies. Uh, I've, I've got another junkie stuff, but I'm, I'm not sure. Anyways, get in there, put on some power armor, get a few stim packs, call it a day, and you're just sitting there. I mean, yeah, it's going to take you 10 minutes, maybe, and you're just kind of sitting there grinding away. Maybe not even 10 minutes, maybe like seven minutes. I don't know, having time myself, because, you know, <laughs> I'm not Usain Bolt here. You know, I'm just the good old-fashioned way. Back in my day... <laughs> Dave, Dave has transformed into you his kids heritage. today and your buffs and your B twenty five twenty fives. In my day, we we walked up the Queen and down the other, up both ways uphill. Oh, what I could do with just a pistol, a pipe pistol, and and a bucket on my head. And also, it's important to remember too that um, this is what's working for now. Once we get that that one wasteland rebalance, um, I imagine a lot of these. The ability to do this much damage this quickly is going to go away. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to wait and see. Well, that's cool, though. It's. I mean, some people figure this stuff out. Um, they have a mind for this, and and the uh, passion, and you know, uh, what's the word? They just keep doing it. You know, tenacity. Just keep yeah. trying stuff out. Um, so good for them because it's. Fine. I mean, it's just kind of neat to know that you can do that. You know. 
these games are meant to be played with and the systems to be tweaked and to figure out it's like okay how how can i legally break this how can i like get in there and that's that's how i play skyrim that's how i play all this stuff it's like how can i maximize my potential also there was a question in chat about um how the menu explains that chems work and just so you know the data miners had figured this out ages ago um certain chems do stack um as long as what board shirtless said they don't have the same addictive qualities so as far as how the game is programmed now that's just how they work regardless of i think uh you'd said in the menu it says you could only use one addictive chem at the time but um the game hasn't been like that since launch so maybe they'll change it i don't know yeah i mean yeah. I, I stack one, them one i stack chems all the time one final additional additional one as as a junkies build, I don't take any chems, and I, and I'm not kidding you. I'm just addicted to things that I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> just affects like my charisma or my intelligence, uh, you know. So I'm just like dumb and and, and I can't speak real good. Uh, but the rest of me works fine. <laughs> dumb and can't speak real good. Speaking of dumb and dumb can't speak real good, I think it might be time to get on your soapbox. Oh boy. <laughs> Oh boy! Uh, I'm gonna throw. Let me throw my hat to somebody else this week, unless you don't want my hat. In which case, I can. I don't know. Ken, do you want to? You want to do the soapbox? Uh, or should I do it? You know what? We'll have you do it because otherwise, I haven't I have read. I haven't read this one. Yeah, I haven't read this one yet. So yeah, uh, this is a. Up, if you mess up, it's on me, and everyone can write their hate mail and furious anger. That's that's fine. I have no idea what this says, so we're just gonna go into this blind, and I'm stepping up on my soapbox. And <laughs> next week, tune in for a rant about this rant. <laughs> Here I go. <laughs> yeah, what if we soapboxed ourselves? That would be really good. That'd that be really be funny. funny. That also that's sounds like a. Uh, yeah. That also sounds like a, a terrible thing to do in bed. Um, anyway, so here's our soapbox. <clears throat> I recently ran the new Colossal Problem event. I tried going with an unarmed bloodied build. At the beginning of the encounter, it actually worked well. But as the event went on, it was not effective. Switched to shotgun build, died a few times. Switched to heavy guns and power armor. And I lasted a while. But being bloodied and having bloodied weapons doesn't work out in my favor since although there were four people in front of him, the Colossus kept targeting me and going after me. But like I said, he wasn't the problem or why I'm so furious right now. A full five minute respawn when you die? Are you serious? That 20 minute fight was contained literally five minutes, and that's specifically what it says right here, of me waiting to respawn. Not only that, but the real reason I'm pissed is because I died 10 seconds before he was killed. I saw his lifeless body fall on top of me with my floppy head, limbs, and flat, all vocal sacks. Oh. It doesn't say old, it says old. <laughs> so I said flat old vocal sacks. <laughs> you should go get those checked out at the doctor. So I said to myself, okay, no big deal. I'll just wait another 50 seconds to respawn, loot him, and then escape. 50 seconds pass by, I get a loading screen. Loading screen took about two minutes, then I finally respawned. I was outside, and the event was completed. Since I got rewarded, and maybe it wasn't going to get, maybe I wasn't going to get a super rare legendary off his body, but wait a minute. To resp- oh, sorry, I don't know how this is supposed to be read. 
but a minute to respawn and another two minutes to load back in. Straight up bull. Seriously, fix your respawn timer. 30 seconds most. Respawn timer problems. I've so I have a few thoughts. I've noticed uh, because as a bloody build, I die a lot. Um, I've noticed that I can immediately respawn three or four times in a row at Earl before I start getting the respawn timer. So I feel like there, and we have to, I might ask the uh, data miners, I feel like there's a mechanic by which when you get to a certain point, if the game determines that maybe, you know, uh, should you really even be here? What's wrong with you? Fix your build. Uh, The game starts (laughs) giving you that respawn timer because uh, like I said, I can respawn immediately three or four times before I start getting that timer. So it's, it's weird. But as far as also his loading times, you need an SSD or an M- M.2 drive, unless yeah, that's on yeah. console or something. But Right. Uh, well, yeah. and, and M.2 is just the, the way it's plugged in. An SSD in both cases, um, yeah. whether it's, you know, SATA or M.2. Um, yeah, but you, yeah, you can get an SSD for sure. Console as well, and that helps. Um, I don't have one, but I know that I've seen people. That yeah, it fixes your reload times. Yes. Yes, very much so. Um, so yeah, so that's that's part of it. But I didn't realize that the reload times increase because I don't run a bloody build, and I don't die that often. <laughs> same here, same here. I don't die because you know what? I'm actually good at this game, and like these bloody builds run around here, they can get all the radiation and have their guns, and they're like, oh, watch me one shot this. Turn around, it's patch twenty two, and look where you are now, huh? Somebody's going to soapbox us, and they're going to be like, you guys and your anti-bloody Bill stance, they're going to get, they're going to think we're serious about, about picking on each other. Um, Yeah, it sounds like he must have, I don't know. I mean, could he have died from previous stuff and then entered the event and then carried over the extended death timer? I've had a problem. I've had a problem with um, uh, encrypted uh, where I have died multiple times because as, as a that it's way easier for a junkies build if you're not careful if you're wearing power armor if you're doing all the right things you're most likely taking all the pylons you're taking a lot of damage and if you're not like paying attention every second of it then you're gonna die because it's just like all of a sudden you can just like go um and that's happened to me and i've died over and over so it's like a full minute respawn and there was once when i respawned i the the event was already over I went back to where the body for the um, the imposter sheep squatch was, and it exploded. And it didn't kill me. I, you know, that most of the time, if you're running the power armor, it doesn't really kill you. But it did make the body start like twirling through the air, <laughs> higher <laughs> and higher and higher. To which everyone was then like, that that didn't get a chance to get the, the legendary item before that was like trying to jet pack up to it. So it <laughs> Like, they couldn't reach the body. Dunk it. Um, uh, that's the only time that oh, I've that's been, funny. That's funny. Scammed out of something on it a bit, but that's a Tran- tranquility base. Your legendary timer. is up here. <laughs> it was weird, and everybody was huh. doing the confused emotes and was like, you know, walking around, and there's this like twirling robot that's. And it's that's like, that's even interesting like because it, in many different people's screens, usually the the physics make the bodies fall slightly different. Mm-hmm. The fact that it looked like that for everybody is even more interesting. Yeah. Like it, yep. yeah, super weird. Huh. It, it, it was twirling for me. It could have been. It was definitely going up for everyone. Everyone was just yeah. up in the air. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what it looked like. Some maybe some people looked like 
particularly strange. I don't know. Weird. Strange stuff. All right. Well, um, yeah, I don't know about the extended death timer. That's going to be something else that people might have to and you know, chime know in on. Because you're good at the game, Tom. Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's because I'm so good at the game, Ken. Mic drop. I just dropped it. I am penning my <laughs> rant for next week as we speak. <laughs> it's going to be your own rant. <laughs> nice. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, I think that's all we have to say about that rant. Um, anything else we want to cover before we head out? Uh, one small thing. Um, there are two interesting things um, that Bethesda had started, um, one of which is a community spotlight. Um, so uh, the link we'll put in the show notes here. Um, if there is... Um, someone in the fallout community that you follow if you watch somebody on youtube uh someone from this podcast maybe tom or myself our our beautiful faces that love you very much we love you what about Um, me ken (laughs) and and (laughs) dave too who hates bloody build so if you're bloody dave Dave is is against you um (laughs) so uh i'm gonna be out of hate We'll have a link to that. You can nominate anybody. The uh, Bethesda will be be spotlighting different people from the community. The other thing that they're doing is uh, they started a monthly focus for camps. Um, right now, their theme is sweet. So if you build something with a sweet theme, whether it's uh, a refreshment stand, a coffee shop, a donut shop, a, a candy store. Uh, I built a drive-thin with a uh, refreshment booth. Um, upload those camp pictures uh, into the thread in the Bethesda forums that we'll put in the show notes here, and uh, your camp may be featured in uh, the Ooh. Inside the Vault article. Yeah, and 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 genuinely, um, if any of you guys do um, support us and um, submit us to to this, uh, very very genuine thank you, because um, we spend a lot of our time creating content around Fallout, and we would absolutely love and be honored to be submitted into that so um and, and if you do please let us know we'd love to say thank you that's uh, right and, you know personally to you so yeah share it around if you decide to do that we'd really appreciate it awesome stuff guys all right well let's wrap this up how can how can people get a hold of you guys let's start with dave don't send me any hate mail please please god <laughs> um uh, send can... pictures of your bloody build to dave on, don't do it don't, on Twitter. Care of Battle Creek, Michigan. Wait, was that was that your Danny DeVito impression again? Here it is again, guys. It's Danny DeVito. This was a pre-show yeah. thing. I don't think they I don't think they caught you doing that. That was the pre-show. Well, anyway, to the one to the one person this in is, Sweden that listens to our show, they are really offended. <laughs> this is why we need to start a Patreon and we need to do like pre and post show banter on the Patreon so people at like certain tiers can get like the pre show because then you will be able to hear his uncanny Danny DeVito impression. And talking about green beans and the Cracker Barrel and what our, what our yes. parents do and they eat there. Yeah, it's, it's good. Carousels at the local Golden Corral. It's all good. Yeah, um, this is this is the real show is the pre and post show stuff. So that's true. One of these days. Uh, yeah, I think that would be a good idea. I think that'd be a good idea. Um, anyways, yeah, where you can find me—that's right. I'm supposed to be plugging myself. Time. Uh, I do a little podcast called Geography Arcade. Um, it's on 
all of your different fun services at Geography Arcade. If you can't spell that, then look it up and learn something new today. Uh, this week, we are doing an episode on Star Wars and the Galactic Empire. So if you are a fan of Star Wars and want to learn something interesting about maybe colonialization, maybe a little, a little industrialization, all that fun and mm. stuff related to Star Wars, uh, as you Tabas. books. Then you can uh, check that out. Awesome. Tabo, let's go check it out. All right, Ken. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Danny, <laughs> should back up. Get it, Ken. Ken. Bring it away. <laughs> you sound more like a Muppet than Danny DeVito. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. It's me, Dana Vito. Hey! <laughs> oh my god, what? <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Oh, it's Doc, uh, Doc CJ Martin just showing up. How are you, man? <laughs> hey, Doc. Hey, Doc. <laughs> Fozzie DeVito. Dana DeVito just yes, said hi to Fozzie Dr. DeVito. CJ Martin. Oh my god. Okay, please, Candace, tell us, tell us where people get a hold of you so uh, we can <laughs> wrap this up. Fallout76podcast.com. Uh, we are uh, almost done with our season two opener, um, and we started writing our uh, third episode that uh, Dave is going to be appearing in. And as I'm Danny DeVito. As Danny DeVito. <laughs> You're not doing Danny DeVito. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, this, this new episode is called Always Sunny in Appalachia. Before we started, uh, Dave's like, yeah, if you need any other uh, voices for the show, I do something. He's like, ooh, ooh. Like, that's, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Game, gamer Redefined in chat says Fozzie DeVito. That's that's now your Fozzie DeVito. That's, that's yeah. the name of that character. That's, hey, how you doing? It's... <laughs> It's Danny DeVito's uh, dumb brother. <laughs> you know, he's not as popular or famous. I'm oh, wow. Derek DeVito. It's great to see you. <laughs> All right, Ken, continue plugging yourself. Uh, I I don't know where to go after that. I think eventually we're <laughs> we're gonna need a Fallout Hub soundboard. Uh, early two oh, thousands yeah. ish. So if you want to hear Dave uh, just in a browser window, <laughs> making various noises, uh, we can make that happen. Yeah. Yeah, on your on your new Go XLR, you actually have a soundboard on there. Um, you can we we should clip that and I turn it into one of the buttons that you can hit. <laughs> oh, that that would be so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome. Listen to Ken's, uh, listen to Ken's podcast because he has some of the greatest voice work. And listen to the Fallout Hub for the absolute worst. <laughs> yeah, or the other way around, <laughs> depending oh. on your taste. Gamer, depending on your taste. Gamer Redefined wants to know if you do a Judge Judy impression and, and you just. If you do the same voice again, <laughs> it's the same um, voice. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much the same thing, except I, I have my glasses down. I go, you guys, come on. You're, move into the department and just get out of here. You're, you're in the right. Dave Chaffins is the man of a thousand voices. <laughs> guilty, guilty, guilty. Um, oh, my God. What? Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, I, it's probably my turn to wrap this up. <laughs> my God. I, uh, you can check out all the on. shows. 
the, the Fallout Hub is part of the Robots Radio Network. All the shows on the Robots Radio Network are at robotsradio.net. I personally do a bunch of shows on the network, all of the Lorecasts, including the Fallout Lorecast, which is now recording live on stream at twitch.tv slash robotsradio on Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. So come hang out with, with us for that. I am now co-hosting that with my daughter uh, in order to bring kind of a different perspective on the show and some of her thoughts on the lore. Um, so I hope you guys come join us for that as well. And I just convinced her to jump into Fallout 76. So she's going to be playing with us and be in-game. And we're going to have a party Monday night on the 14th after the recording of the Fallout Lorecast in-game to welcome her to Fallout 76. So I'll be gathering a bunch of people together. We'll get some people from the aristocracy and we'll get some, you know, some other people from our Robust Radio Discord and whoever else wants to jump in, you're welcome to come watch on the stream if you don't play on PC and just kind of hang out for some of the fun. Yeah, Other than that, I've been streaming uh, pretty regularly at Robots Radio on Twitch and um, playing more of 76. So come hang out with me and, uh, you know, just... Enjoy spending time with with you guys. I think our audience is awesome. Our community is awesome, and um, thank you all for being here from from the bottom of my gullet. That was getting a little too emotional, so I had to say something that was kind of funny, but it actually wasn't funny. Anyway, so thank you for joining us, everybody. Um, I think that's it for this episode. Until next time, send bloody build pictures to Dave, Dave Chapins, on Twitter. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you later. See you, everybody. Have you ever wanted to deep dive into the lore and stories behind all your favorite Marvel movies? Then do we have the show for you. I'm Captain Shanko. And I'm Psych88. Join us as we dissect the media megalith that is the MCU. We'll talk about the origin stories, the fights, and everything in between. The MCU Lorecast releases on all major podcasting platforms on Mondays as part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club and can be found on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.